Welcome everybody to another episode of Coffee Cup Conversations where today we're just going to have an off-the-cuff kind of conversation about church. And specifically what we're going to talk about is what we want to look for when looking to attend a new church. Because one of the things that happens in our world and in which we live is that people are leaving churches in search of other churches. And then there's other people that are wanting to get back into church. And then there's people that have never been in church before. Maybe they're curious. Maybe they've been recently converted. And they need to find a good biblical church to be a part of. But the problem is, we really don't know how to go about finding a biblical church. If you're in the South, there are churches everywhere. As a matter of fact, you could probably walk outside, pick up a rock, throw it, and hit one. In my area, you can pick up a rock, throw it in any direction. You can hit a restaurant, bank, or a church. We are full of restaurants, banks, and churches here in Northeast Arkansas. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, many people don't understand what to look for in a church, but before we get to kind of talking about what to look for in a church, let's talk about some more reasons why people leave churches and why they're looking for churches. Again, uh, there may be people that need to get their life together. They think, man, if I just go to church, things will get better. And let me just say this here, if that's you, if you think that just going to church and being back in church is going to make your life somehow miraculously better, let me just go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. It's not. Christ will make your life better. Christ makes the difference. That's one thing that we see in the book of Ephesians, especially in Ephesians chapter 2, is Christ makes the difference. He tears down walls of hostility. He tears down anything that may be in your way as a wall, so to speak. Anything that you may be thinking, Christ tears all of that down. Christ makes the difference. So going to church because you feel like you need to get your life in order is a good thing, yet it won't make your life in order. Only Christ makes the difference. Going to church only kind of satisfies a works-based religion to where if you go do this, you'll feel better about yourself. So if you're looking for a church to simply, quote-unquote, get your life together or in order, I would say, yes, find a biblical church, but I would encourage you to know that Christ Jesus alone and the blood that he shed will make all the difference in your life. And he will take this disorder and chaos and change it into something beautiful. So uh, that's one reason people look for new churches, because they, they just have to get their life together. Another one is, is maybe uh, they're recently converted or maybe just moved to a, a new city. Those are two things that are, are really important. Somebody may have just been converted. Maybe they went to a conference with a friend. Maybe they went to a church with a friend, and, and God saved them by grace through faith. Now they need to find their church. So that's a beautiful reason to need to find a, a church but we want to make sure we're finding a biblical church. There's many churches out there that are false, that are heretical, that are teaching things contrary to the Word of God, so we must be careful. Now, another reason, you've moved to a new city, uh, you've just showed up, you're ready to attend church, but you got to find one. So uh, there are a lot of things that go into finding a church, especially when you move into a new city. you got to figure out which ones are right, which ones are wrong, which ones are okay, which ones are most biblical, and then you go from there. 
thankfully, there are some wonderful websites that can help us out, and I'll talk about those at the end. But another reason that people leave churches, and this, I think, is the most common one. You can let me know what you think in the comments of why people are always looking for a new church, is because people leave their current churches or their former churches because of some sort of disagreement with leadership, disagreement with another person in the congregation. Maybe the worship isn't going to fit their needs anymore. Maybe they don't like just having a guitar. Maybe they don't like the songs that we sing. Maybe they don't think that the the worship part is big and extravagant enough. Maybe leaving the lights on is not for them. Maybe turning the lights off is not for them. So they look for a place that fits into their worship needs as far as the song portion is concerned. Maybe there's a disagreement with leadership on some of any any anything, really. You can think of anything, and maybe there's disagreement. But instead of going to those leaders, those that they disagree with, and having a conversation with those leaders, they just up and run out and look for another church where they can disagree with or, or agree with someone uh, and don't have to deal with the issue at hand. Maybe it's a disagreement with somebody in the congregation. Maybe it's just not fitting their mold of what they prefer in a church. For example, the church I pastor. Many people are that are uh, looking for something big and extravagant and, and have many programs for their kids aren't really going to find that at our church. What you're going to find when you walk into our church is you're going to find that we leave the lights on when we sing. We sing doctrinally sound hymns and modern music. We preach expositionally which means we preach through books of the Bible at our church. We preach sound doctrine as the scriptures teach us, and we'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a minute. Um, we practice church discipline, and we hold each other accountable. We love one another. We love all types of people, but we love them enough to teach them the truth of God's Word. So a lot of people may find our church to be more liturgical, maybe a little more stuffy, maybe a little more... Um, something that they're not going to feel comfortable in. But then there's other people that continue to come into our church that that's exactly what they're looking for. So you have this preference when it comes to church, but should our preferences cause us to just pick up all of our stuff and go find another church? I would say that the answer would be no. Now, you and I may disagree we, we may find ourselves on different ends of the spectrum, but your preference should be that the church that you attend is biblical and teaching biblical truth. So uh, those are some reasons why people leave the church. Uh, so what about when looking for another church? Well, sadly, in many cases, people leave solid churches and end up going to not solid churches or not as solid churches. And, and something I've seen before is this, is that people will spend weeks, months, and years listening to sound doctrine and believing the doctrines of Scripture only to finally leave that church for whatever reason and go to a church that teaches the exact opposite of what they've believed for years. People do that, and I don't understand. So, Let's just uh, take a sip of coffee. Let's relax. Let's uh, think through this. And we want to think through this biblically. But what should we look for when we're looking for a church? And these are just 
my thoughts as we have coffee together and just sit here and think about this. This is not coming from some website or anything like that. But I want to look at what the Bible says, what Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4. He says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. There are so many churches out there that have taken the Bible and they have set it aside for sermon series at the movies or some sort of um, relevant message to today's culture. They've kind of leaving their Bibles on the, on the tables or the, the podium or whatever they have in front of them. They don't open them or they don't bring them all together. Or uh, there's some sort of comedy show or comedy routine that pastors use that, that they don't preach the word. And when we say preach the word, I think it would be important to skip over to Titus chapter 2 and read, not only preach the word, but as for you, Titus chapter 2 verse 1, teach what accords with sound doctrine. So the first and foremost thing that we should look for in a church is, number one, are they preaching the word of God? Number two, are they preaching sound doctrine? Now, when we think about sound doctrine, we have to find sound doctrine from the pages of the scripture, not from what's in between our own ears and what we think. Kind of like this whole gender dysphoria thing. You think whatever you think you can be or want to be, that's what you can be. That is not true in life, and that is not true when it comes to the Scriptures. Whatever you want the Scriptures to say and think is irrelevant. The Scriptures have already spoken, and it's, Thus saith the Lord. So when we get sound doctrine, we get it from Scripture. Now, I would say, yes, there are primary, secondary, and tertiary doctrines. The primary doctrines, if your church is preaching and teaching the primary doctrines, that's great. But then there's secondary doctrines that I believe we should study, we should have a firm grasp on, because some of these secondary doctrines can affect the first place doctrines or the primary doctrines if we're not careful. So we have to be diligent in seeking a church that is preaching, thus saith the Lord, and not preaching whatever they desire, whatever they want to, or whatever they think the Bible says. That's very important that we find a church that preaches the word and preaches and teaches in their classrooms sound doctrine. Another thing, another thing that I think is important when you visit a church, if you're looking to find a new church, is what are they singing? What is what are they singing? Are they singing uh, the latest K Love Top Ten? Which maybe you can find a couple of those in there that are are doctrinally sound. Uh, but are they singing true, rich, doctrinally sound songs? Because here is a problem that I think has plagued the church for so long: is people think that the music portion has to be all about them and their preference. But what we're really doing when we're singing is singing back the truth of God's word to Him. Together as a body, corporately, we are singing the truth of God's Word back to Him, which removes any sort of preference from us at all. The only thing that we should prefer in the singing of our churches is, are we singing doctrinally rich and doctrinally sound songs back to God? That doesn't it doesn't matter if you have a full band or a guitar and a vocalist, or just a vocalist for that matter. It doesn't matter if you have the whole band or a little bitty band or no band at all. 
What are you singing? That's what matters. What is the emphasis on? Is the emphasis on Christ and God's glory? Or is the emphasis on me and I? If you're singing back to God, you're going to be singing back the truths to Him. So I believe that what we sing or what the churches sing matters when looking for a new church. Because singing is teaching. You will learn so much doctrine and so much from a song faster than you will a sermon that a pastor preached. You'll remember a song weeks later before you will remember what your pastor preached on last week. That's just the way music is. It really gets in our mind and in our ears and connects our heart and we start to learn and, and we learn these truths by singing them back. So I believe what we sing matters. Now, what is another thing that I believe we should look for in a church? I believe we should look for a church that practices biblical church discipline. Now, when I say discipline, a lot of your feathers may ruffle and you may, you may say, and I can already hear and see somebody in the comments now saying, yeah, your cult just wants to discipline people and conform them to the image you want them to have. And really, that is the complete opposite of what biblical church discipline is. We're not trying to conform them to our church. We're not trying to conform them to our uh, pastors or our leaders. We're trying to see them conform to Christ. And there is nothing that we can do outside of what God has already given us in His Word when it comes to biblical church discipline. So you may be wondering, what, what is biblical church discipline, and does it matter if the church I attend practices it or not? And I would, I would say, yes, it, it matters whether they practice it or not, because if they're practicing it well, that means the leaders of that church love the congregation. They love the sheep. So essentially, when we think of church discipline, uh, we think of someone who is living in open, unrepentant sin, and we want to see them repent and come back into a, a loving, gracious relationship with God. So we have to do what God has called us to do, and that is church discipline. Now, we don't pick out little sins here and there, but this is, I'm talking about open, unrepentant sin. People see, people know. People know about this person that professes Christ, that professes to be a member of your church, that's living in open, unrepentant sin. The Bible gives us a uh, roadmap or uh, some instructions on how to handle church discipline. And, and I really, I'm not going to give you the whole breakdown of church discipline, but I am going to really quickly show you the beginning of this. If your brother sins against you, so that brother or sister that is in open, unrepentant sin, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens, if that person repents, then you have gained your brother. But if he refuses to listen, Take one or two others along with you. So now there's two or three people here lovingly calling this brother or sister to repentance. But then let's fast forward. If he refuses to listen to them, then you tell it to the church. So now the whole church can be calling lovingly this brother or sister to repentance because that is the goal, repentance and restoration. It's not to beat a horse, beat a dead horse or, or kick somebody while they're down. It's about lovingly drawing them back and helping them come back to Christ and hopefully see them repent and be restored. And then if they don't listen to the church, there's uh, a, a lot of there's a lot of controversy here, whether it means to kind of 
they're no longer considered a brother or a sister, does that mean we kick them out of the church completely and never let them come back in? I personally say no. They can continue to come to the worship gatherings, but we we assume that they are now unbelievers and we treat them like an unbeliever and continue to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And hopefully one day from there, if they're true believers, they'll finally repent and be restored. And in that process... If they're an unbeliever, considered an unbeliever, that that just means that they can't hold any leadership positions, they can't teach classes, things like that, because they're unbelievers. They don't believe the Scriptures. They don't believe Christ alone to be their Savior. So uh, that's a a whole other topic that we can drink coffee over and discuss sometime. Uh, But I think that biblical church discipline is a wonderful practice for a biblical church, and I think that um, we need to be attending churches that lovingly practice that church discipline. Notice I didn't say punishment. Notice I didn't say kick them while they're down. I said loving church discipline and where the goal is to see an unrepentant brother or sister repent of their sin and be restored to Christ for the glory of God alone. So uh, that is another mark, I guess you would say, or another way to identify a good church to be a part of. Another church, another another couple of things that I would think about when we look for a church is, are there men in attendance? And do the men sing loudly? Do the men serve in the church? Do the men smile? Do they look like they want to be there? Or do they look like they've been dragged there by their wives? Or they feel like they're having to show up at church on Sunday mornings? But Are the men there? Are they actively engaged? Are they singing loudly? Are they opening their Bibles? Are they spending time in prayer? Are they serving? Are they loving? And look at the women. Do they hang around? Do they love and talk to other women? And uh, do they have kids and the kids just love running around and playing? Do they enjoy being at church? I think those are great distinguishing marks of a wonderful, beautiful church because if there's men there, and they're engaged and they're serving and their families are there and their families are engaged in serving and the kids are playing and they're, they're, they're loving having fun after the worship service and even before the worship service. Are they engaged as well? That is a wonderful thing to look at when you are visiting a church and finding one that would fit you because I think that falls into what a biblical church looks like. Um, I, I, just kind of talking about our church again, our church is one of those weird, it's not weird, it's, it's biblical, but it's weird in, in, the, in the fact that we have so many men that worship, that show up Sunday after Sunday, Wednesday night after Wednesday night, they're actively singing loudly. They're opening their Bibles, they're learning, they're teaching their kids. We have a time in our worship gathering where we have Kids Corner and all the kids come up and we have memory verses, catechisms, and what they've gone through in their Sunday school class. And, and right now, our kids are going through the book of Exodus. We, we preach and teach expositionally to our kids as well. But then we'll ask these memory verses to these kids if anybody knows them. We'll ask the answers to the catechisms. And a catechism is simply a question and answer type way of learning doctrine. So that's all that is when you hear the word catechism. Uh, so our kids are learning doctrine by simple question and answers. Uh, but our kids will hammer the answers to these things, man. They'll be right. They'll just flow because 
And I heard this from one of our kids this Sunday. I actually led. We have our, our elders kind of switch around and do Kids Corner. But I uh, actually led Kids Corner this week. And, and one of the young ladies, one of the young girls up there, she said uh, it was our first time at church. It was at our church. They had visited the first day. The kids came up, sat on the steps with us. And uh, no, it was a, a young boy. I'm sorry. Her brother, actually. Uh, I said, uh, does anybody know John 14, 6? And he raised his hand. And they had just gotten their new, their new memory verses that morning in Sunday school. So I said, you know it? And he said, yeah. And I put that microphone in his face and he rattled off John 14, 6 like he's known it forever. And he said, my dad teaches us. And I thought, wow, what a beautiful picture of what the, the Bible teaches us to be as parents. And that is investing in our kids and training them up and teaching them the Word of God. So I say all that to say when men are engaged, the women are engaged, the kids are engaged, they love being there. Look at the congregation after a worship gathering. Is everybody quick to leave? Or do they all want to stay around and hang around and talk? There are times when we can't get people out of our Family Life Center after church, which we don't rush people out because we're all staying and talking as well. But uh, man, we just stay and talk and hang out. And, and, and listen, I'm not putting our church up there to say, well, we're the biblical standard for churches. We're, all we're doing is trying our best. But we do have a few examples to go by. And that's one of those things. So uh, we're, we're, we're entering now. We're getting close to 20, 25 minutes on this thing, maybe even more. But um, I, would just, I think I would just stop there. When you're looking for a church, somewhere that preaches the word, preaches sound doctrine, and if they're preaching expositionally, which means they're preaching through books of the Bible, where they're preaching uh, line by line, that is a, a wonderful thing as well. Um, what are they singing? Are they singing doctrinally rich songs? Um, what is the family doing? Do they practice church discipline? So those are some things that we need to be looking at and thinking about. So if you're in an area, you're new to a city, you're, you're trying to find a new place to worship, you can go on uh, Google the Founders Ministry. They have a church search there. Nine Marks, you can Google Nine Marks. They have a church finder on their website as well. These are normally solid churches that will at least give you a starting point to begin visiting in your area. So I will actually link those in the description. So if you're in a new city looking for a new place to attend a, a biblical church, you can go on there and see what's around you. So I'd love to hear from you in the comments. What do you think is some other uh, good topics or good things to talk about as it relates to finding a biblical church? What are some things that I may not have covered, maybe have missed? Uh, what are some other reasons people leave the church? So um, I'd love to hear from you in the comments. Um, I'd also love for you, if you would, for the algorithm's sake, to like and, and subscribe if you're not. Um, but until then, thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. And as I find my coffee, may your coffee be strong and black. Until next time, God bless.